a Des Moines radio group station. This is 1350 ESPN. With your ESPN Des Moines Sports Center, I'm Mike Wickett. Number 8 Iowa had high hopes heading into last night's game at number 3 Michigan, and then they got blown out. 79-57 the final. Luca Garza struggled from the floor, scoring 16 on just 6 of 19 shooting. When I was working for position, I was able to create some good shots, but uh, they were just rolling out on me. For some reason, it was just a late on the run for me tonight. The next huge test for Iowa comes Sunday afternoon at number 4 Ohio State. Two wins this weekend would secure the second Missouri Valley Conference regular season title in three years for head coach Darren DeVries and the Drake Bulldogs. You know, with everything that this year has, you know, had connected to it and what this group has had to go through to get to this point to be in this position uh, would be, you know, a really rewarding, you know, accomplishment. Coverage of Drake and Bradley starts at 5.30 tonight on 1350 ESPN. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM and get more 24-7 at ESPNDesMoines.com with your ESPN. In Des Moines Sports Center, I'm Mike Wickett. is Wicket's World Woo! with Mike Wicket on 1350 ESPN. Back in studio on 1350 ESPN in Des Moines. Special edition of Wicket's World. It's funny. We've, uh, we've done four shows now, J.D. We've done four. This is our fourth show. And that's counting the run-through? No, the dry run does not count. That, that doesn't count. So the first show we did on Super Bowl Sunday was a full hour. The second show we did was a half hour of Drake, uh, because I think we got kicked off for Drake women's basketball. Last week we had no show <laughs> because of Drake women's basketball. But we did have the podcast. We did uh, the video stream on the Facebook page. We, did, uh, we put the podcast up. And we are back in studio. And not just for a 60-minute show, we have been granted, uh, given the green light, the thumbs up from the powers that be to go for a full 90 minutes today leading into Drake men's basketball as the uh, the Drake Bulldogs are going for, well, they got two more games left. As you heard during that brilliant update, if they get these two, they get the uh, the Missouri Valley Conference regular season tournament and they'll have or the regular season title and they'll have the number one seed in the tournament next week. So we are going all the way up until 530, which is awesome. We've got a lot to talk about. We sure do. I, uh, <laughs> uh, it, you and I, it, we actually, for once, Mike and I were like, sheesh, what do we talk about first? Do we right. talk about Iowa basketball or Drake basketball? Well, it's been a it's busy... It's never been on equal stance like that. No, no. Um, but it has been a very, very busy week. It sure has. It has been a busy week. So let's take a look at what, what has been going on since you and I were last together. This is the week that was. And... The weekend that will be. This is Wicked's World on 1350 ESPN. Don't forget, we are uh, streaming live on Facebook right now. You can see my mug. I had plans of getting JD's face on the stream. Every plan fell by the wayside. So I promise I'll get you there eventually. I, I just think there was a reason for that. And it probably it was the radio gods that said, let's not get JD's face on. No, I stream. swear. I was really trying to, to make it work, but it didn't work out. Um, I'll be 100% honest with you. Like, normally there's a lot of stuff during the week, and we can hit on boom, 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 boom. I really want to get to Iowa, Michigan. Oh, definitely. So six days ago, uh, five days ago, we all watched Iowa and Penn State. And what did I say last week? I, I said to you, that was my phone this time, yeah, not you yours. you can't blame me. What did I say to you last week? I said Penn State gives good teams fits at the end of the year. Right. And as somebody brought up on the Facebook page, uh, Iowa better not be looking ahead to Michigan and Ohio State with Penn State looming. And they were up at halftime on the Hawkeyes. Garza was playing like crap. Wieskamp was playing like crap. The whole team was playing like crap for X reason, whatever it was. But in the second half, Wieskamp turned it on. Iowa won that game going away. So that, there really wasn't anything but out again, of that game. This brings us back to that point that you made the very first show. Wieskamp turned it on. Yeah. The player of the year, Luca Garza. Uh, Lurch. Lurch. Mm. <laughs> he turned it off. He turned it off. Well, I mean, it was, it was just one of those games where you're like, they can't lose this and be taken seriously because we've got to see what happens when Iowa gets to, uh, to, to Michigan 
and then Ohio State. More on that coming up in a bit, because also this week, man, the hits keep coming for Drake. The jeez, what else can happen to the Drake Bulldogs, who already lost Tank Hemphill, their leading scorer, a week and a half ago. He had surgery. I saw a video of him doing some workouts, some dribbles to make the Drake fans happy. Um, and then they lose Roman Penn, another senior guard. They lose that dude early in the game to a foot injury. I don't know what the injury is. He's done for the year. This wasn't even a he had surgery. He could be back if they get to the second week of the tournament. This just was straight up. He's done. He's out. That type of bone that he broke, obviously. Bone, Achilles, whatever it was. Sad. Stinks. And it was it was a quick decision, too, because normally coaches will, you know, well, we'll see what happens. We're working day to day. They came out the next day at 1 o'clock on Tuesday, I think it was, or Wednesday, whatever the announcement came. They came out and said, nope, Roman Penn is done. But how about Joseph Yesifu, the conference co-player of the week? The dude put in 36 and then 32 in the two games that they you were wondering, okay, now what are they going to do? Now they lost their guy. They've got Evansville. Not a great team. Not a great team. But what? how good is Drake now without two of their best players, including their leading scorer, going into two games with Bradley tonight and tomorrow, but then the Missouri Valley Conference? Did you feel that Drake played well in their last game? Compared to, I mean, even though they played a team that really not up to speed. I don't, I'm going to put it, I'm going well. to tell you this. I don't have high expectations for Drake anymore. I don't. I don't have high expectations for Iowa. More on that. Yeah. I don't have high expectations for Drake anymore. And it's not like you're, I'm dogging Drake or anything along those lines. It's just the fact that Drake is now going to be playing in the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament without their two best players. Maybe their best player and third best, whatever. Two starters. Not... This is not a knock on Drake. Most teams can't recover from losing two starters. That's not, like I said, that's not dogging Drake in any way. That's just a thing about, you know, college basketball. You take away two starters from any team. You take away any two of the, the Iowa starters, any two of Baylor's starters, Gonzaga's starters. So, do they play well? I mean, Yesifus is stepping his game up. That guy has shown flashes all year. First two games when they've needed him, he's been amazing. What happens now that the, the teams have a chance well, to they need him for Yesifu? They need him again. Because that's the thing, too. Like, you play the way that the Missouri Valley Conference schedule is. Mm -hmm. You know, you play one day, you play the next day. They play Bradley tonight. Drake plays Bradley tomorrow. They've been doing these back-to-backs because of COVID and travel. They've been trying to group these things together so they can play. You have a whole four or five days to prep for your next opponent, as is. They lose Roman Penn. Evansville didn't have a ton of time to prep for Drake without Roman Penn. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how Evans, how Bradley. <laughs> Would you turn your damn phone off? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, wait a second, I just muted we're that. Dueling, how did that turn off? We're dueling, dueling first-time uh, broadcasters with our phones up. I guess up. you're right, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens now when teams have a chance to prep for Drake without uh, Roman Penn and Hemphill. And then what happens, can they get Tank back after the Missouri Valley Conference? Because I'll tell you right now, Drake ain't winning the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. We're going to talk to Michael Admire. He's the voice of the Drake Bulldogs. He's going to join us in 40 minutes from right now. Talk about a guy who really sounds upbeat no he matter does. what. He really does. But I guarantee you, he's, still <laughs> going, he's not going to be the homer that we think he's going to be, even though he's the, call, the guy making the call. Because I actually asked him this off air. I said, how does a coach, basically what you just said. Yeah. How does a coach prepare his team without his two best players? Is two ba in the backcourt. Yeah. Nonetheless, not yeah. down below. In the backcourt, they're scorers. Yeah. And he goes, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> so, I mean, that was pretty much the week right. that is, the week, or the week that was, the weekend that is. Listen, we'll get to that in a minute. I don't know how much time we're going to spend on the Iowa Hawkeyes, but we opened last week's show, and you said, Iowa shut the haters like Mike Wickett up. And I said, wait, because you beat Wisconsin. And who was the other team they beat? Michigan State, a bad yep. Sparty team, which whatever, Sparty all of a sudden came to life in the last week. But you beat those two teams, big deal. What do you do against the big dogs in the Big Ten? And Iowa proved last night that they could play one great half against them. <laughs> Iowa proved, and I sent you the text, they're not in Michigan's league. No. And I, I don't think they beat Ohio State. I said they'd lose both. You said they'd win both. 
or split? I don't remember. I thought I said that they'd win by three against Michigan. Well, and I, that's because I thought they don't have the full crowd there. And I thought, okay, if there's any chance for them to pull this off, it's on their floor. It's because they don't have the full crowd there. I was the fourth best team in the Big Ten. I don't have any, I don't have any pause saying that. It's Michigan, Ohio State, Big Gap, Illinois, Iowa, Gap, rest of the Big Ten. Take your Indiana, take your Wisconsin, take whoever you want. I don't know what to make of Michigan State right now because of what they have done in beating Illinois and Ohio State back-to-back within 48 hours. But I'll tell you right now, Iowa, and, and sports talk hosts like to do this all the time. Yep. Sports talk hosts love to do this. They were exposed! <laughs> they were exposed! <laughs> I, I hate that. Like, if any football team, like the, the Green Bay Packers were exposed for not having a pass rush, or what, you know what, I, you know what I'm talking about? Iowa's flaws, their fleas, were very present yesterday. And it starts with the big man. It starts with who the guy who is, going, who is running away with the Naismith Player of the Year Award, the best player in the Big Ten, in Luca Garza. An Iowa fan, follow me on Twitter at Mike Wickett. We're on Twitter at ESPN DSM. You can give us your thoughts on the Facebook page. Uh, we're streaming the show live on Facebook. Your comments. Luca Garza is a solid player. When Luca Garza goes against inferior talent, Luca Garza dominates. When Luca Garza gets matched up well, like this Hunter Dickinson kid, well, Dickinson owned him last night. He's a freshman. I know. He is a freshman. Garza's the senior. Garza's the Naismith Player of the Year. Hunter Dickinson was fantastic in their game against Ohio State last week, and he was fantastic in Michigan's game yesterday. When he needed to play, I mean, imagine being a kid your first year in the. You've never played against you know coll- collegiate level talent before. You go through the season, you miss three weeks due to COVID. Your second or third game back because they had the Wisconsin game, and then Michigan had Ohio State, and then you get Luca Garza. How impressive was the Dickinson kid yesterday? Very Hunter Dickinson, and I hope. I mean, he's raw. He's seven feet tall. Right. I hope he's not one of those guys that jumps early from a college basketball selfish point of view. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, uh, on this point, though, mm-hmm. most of the game, they were using Dickinson and one sure. to double-team Garza. Yeah. Then, as they wore Garza down, then it was just Dickinson on his own. But what you, what, and then what's, I've said this about Iowa, because you bring up a good point. Because that's on Garza when he gets doubled to kick out and find other guys. Right. If Iowa doesn't shoot, they can't win. Now, I think that's probably a pretty blanket statement for a lot of college basketball teams, but it's very true for Iowa because they're not good enough on defense, even though they've been better lately. They're not good enough on defense to win you games that way against teams like Michigan. And it was, it was really easy to see. If Iowa misses... Teams, and you saw Michigan do this more in the second half yesterday. Mm-hmm. The plan is rebound and go. Because I was not athletic enough to get back, especially Garza, to, to defend the middle. But I was not athletic enough to get back. They no. don't defend well in the full court. If you let Iowa get back and get set on defense, all of a sudden, Iowa's defense looks a heck of a lot better. Yes, But they are not athletic enough to get back if you get out into a fast break. So if Iowa hits, let's say, you know, uh, Bohannon hits a three. Iowa trots back, right? Come to us. Come to us. Bohannon misses a three. Dickinson, boom, outlet pass, half court. They're on a fast break. Iowa's still got three guys that aren't back on defense yet because they're not athletic enough. Including the player of the year. He's just not fast. No. He's just not fast. Mm. Uh, But that, to me, was so very prevalent in that game yesterday, and it was a great adjustment by the guy that should be Big Ten Coach of the Year in Juwan Howard. Absolutely, because the first half, they played him well. They started out nervous. The was, first was, half, they played him solid. It was a slugfest. It was. It was a really good it, game in the first half. And I was looking forward to the second half, but I was sitting there. You could ask my wife this. I said, this game will be telling in the first couple of minutes in the second half. Michigan started just pulling ahead. They did. They, they put their foot down, and they were off. And that's what happened. No. Iowa couldn't answer. Uh, and here's my question for you. If you're Fran McCaffrey, mm-hmm. why are you not taking the pressure off of your star player? What else are you doing 
that ball kicked out like you were talking about before. What were you just completely overmatched on the floor completely? Or were you not, you know, doing what you needed to do to, to get your guy open? More on this coming up because we've got to take a quick timeout. But I want to talk about Fran. I want to, you got to hear some really, listen, if you are in your car right now, stick where you are. If you're watching us on Facebook, stick where you are. You're going to love what you're going to hear from Fran McCaffrey because he's my, he was my favorite Fran yesterday. He was angry Fran. He's my favorite Fran when he becomes angry Fran. And we've got to talk about what this means for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Hit us up on Twitter at ESPN DSM. Uh, we're live on Facebook. You can give us your comments on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash ESPN. Uh, my name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Wicket's World on Des Moines, 1350 ESPN. Hey. <laughs> we are uh, live on 1350 ESPN and the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page, Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. That is J.D. Justice. And we are talking uh, a lot about Iowa and what happened yesterday and what Basically, the uh, is my microphone really hot to you? Is that really really? Yeah, loud? it is hot. I'm okay, turning it there down we go. now. Thank you I very much. Turned it down. The reason I was doing that is I like me in my ear, but I don't we think were, we were having. Uh, you were whispering sweet nothings to yourself. Ah, it's very right. very true. So what what happened was is you know we had just some goofy things. Oh, well, we're good. So we're I was good. trying to keep you louder so that you can at least be heard. more of me is better in my world. Trust me, I believe that. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but more of me is better. Uh, we're going to talk to the voice of the Drake Bulldogs, Michael Admire. He's coming up at 4:45. Uh, he is in uh, in the Bradley Gym right now. Drake and Bradley will be playing at five at six o'clock pregame at 5:30, and we'll find out what this week has been like because <laughs> they need two more <laughs> wins, and then the uh, Arch Madness, Missouri Valley Conference, is next week, and then the Big Dance, Iowa last night proved, and and I. Never really bought into how good Iowa was supposed to be. Top three, top four, whatever. And they go to Michigan, and they don't just lose. They get blown out. Turn your phone off. Okay, How's that? It's just going off. <laughs> or give me your phone so I can mute it. Something yeah. tells me this is, you might need it on, though, if we want to talk to somebody like your boss, your wife. Well, that's just it. And uh, I have it muted. See? It's muted. Mm. So I have no idea what the deal is. When Iowa goes... Hear. Next week, Iowa. Go, I'm sorry. Next Sunday, Iowa goes to this Sunday. Iowa goes to Ohio State. Should they lose to Ohio State? Listen, Iowa fan. I tried to talk you, you know, back to reality two weeks ago. If they beat Ohio State, all of a sudden, I think things change. I don't think they will go to Ohio State and win. I think they go to Ohio State and lose. I thought they were going to lose to Michigan. I didn't think they get beat by 22. But that being said. Reality check time, I think, for Iowa fan. I think Iowa, as a three-seed or as a four-seed, still fine season, wins a game, probably wins two, and then in the Sweet 16, all bets are off. And I don't know if Iowa fan is happy with that. I don't know if Iowa fan is upset with that. I just think that Iowa fan needs some reality. And the reality is, as I was, I've, I've heard Iowa fans say, everything's fine. Just get to the NCAA tournament. They're not going to play Michigan in the NCAA tournament or a team like Michigan who's a one seed in the NCAA tournament. What kind of attitude is that? But what if you what do? What kind of attitude is well, it's, that? It's crap. You should have high expectations for your team. Right. I mean, does, maybe it's because it's Iowa basketball and there are never high expectations for Iowa basketball. And it's a good season if Iowa gets to the, It's a great season. Fran's never done it at Iowa if you get to the Sweet 16. But well, what kind of attitude is that where it's, well, you know, if we get to the dance and, and we win a game, lose a game, eh, it's okay. You know, that's what I'm here for. Are you kidding me? You had a top five preseason team. You have the national player of the year. You have one of the best shooters in the country in Wieskamp on the same team. Mm-hmm. If I'm Iowa fan, I'm disappointed. I'm upset. I'm underwhelmed. I mean... Maybe the expectation, and maybe I just have too high of expectations for teams as a fan. But Iowa fan, you've got to be looking at your, at your team right now thinking, uh-oh, because if they lose this game on Sunday, if they get beat by 22 mm-hmm. to Ohio State, who is mad and embarrassed by losing to Michigan State last night, and then they go into the Big Ten, then they've got Wisconsin still. they got Nebraska. Yeah, you know, Nebraska sucks, but whatever. 
if they lose three out of their final four going into the into the Big Ten tournament, they don't get the double bye. They lose on this in the second game of the Big Ten tournament. You drop four of six going into Selection Sunday. All of a sudden, that three seed might turn into a four seed, depending on the way you go out. Now you're looking at a five. I don't think they fall that far. I, I think what their resume has on it at this point. They have some great wins. They do have some great wins. And that's why last night was so important for them to win. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I don't I, think the, se- the season didn't turn last night. by go- no. Going to Ann Arbor and losing isn't the end of the world. Getting blown out by 22 isn't the end of the world, but it's a reality check for Iowa. All of the aspirations you had of, well, this is a Final Four team. This is Fran McCaffrey's final year or final, uh, final best team or whatever to get to an Elite Eight. This is the fourth best team in the Big Ten. Big Ten's great. Yes, they Big are. Ten's going to have 10, 11. Your Gophers probably not making the NCAA tournament uh, after losing to Northwestern last uh, that was, night. That was pretty ugly, That's too. That's an embarrassing uh, loss. I pretty much jumped off that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Most, like a true Minnesota sports <laughs> fan of, of all the teams. Except my Vikings. Never jump off the wagon. I'm like, now I would jump off the wagon. It's just, you know, one of the things that I guess... I'm like you. If I have expectations and I think my team should be there, I'm mad. But my expectations are kind of mediocre for the Gophers anyway. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So Iowa fans the same way about their basketball team. But they shouldn't have been. Not this year. Not this year. You should have been. You should be ticked off right now. Yeah. I am for you. (laughs) Right? I agree. I agree with you. This is what it just last night was a big reality check. Now, what do they have to do? Garza has to have the same mentality that he had against Penn State coming up against Ohio State. After the game against Penn State, they asked him, they said, what is, what, what, they asked uh, Joe Wieskamp. They said, what was, uh, what was into Luca? What was his, uh, what was his talk? Because he had the eight-point game, mm-hmm. you know, against, uh, against uh, Michigan State. And he came back and he said, kill everybody. And he did. He was a monster. He was great against Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin. The game against Wisconsin. Kill everybody. And he did. And, you know, because he had the embarrassing performance on national TV against Michigan State, a game they won by 30. He needs to have that same attitude coming up against Ohio State Sunday. Yeah, he does. I mean, 6 of 19 is not a terrible night. But when you're the Naismith player of the year, you better have more than 16 points against the number three team in the nation. Again, your expectations of him are mm-hmm. here because yeah. that's the type of fan you are. Yeah. And honestly, oh, yeah. that's the type of fan you should be. Don't let anybody tell you that everything's fine, Iowa fan, because they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. That is the mentality. That is not a good mentality. Mm-mm. That is, I don't want to call it a loser's mentality, but it's not a good mentality to say, well, just get in the dance. We're good. Just get in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Fran has to get to a Sweet 16. Here's my question for Fran. You want to get to a Sweet 16 or an Elite 8? Yeah. You better take a look at that video. You better spend time on the Michigan video. Find out what they were doing. You simplified it. You just said they just they couldn't keep up uh, off the rebounds. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to fix that? You've got to come up with something. Because you know, if you do play a team like that in the tournament... Or a damn a damn good team, they're going to do the same thing to you. It's funny because fans always talk about in-game adjustments. It's the easy, low-hanging fruit that fans always go to. Right. Well, my guy doesn't make these low in-game adjustments. My guy doesn't make in-game adjustments. In-game adjustments. And I'm always like, well, what, what in-game adjustments did you want to see? You know who did make really good in-game adjustments last night? Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard said, every Iowa Miss get out and run. And they did. And that's how they extended their lead. That's how their lead got so big was they, that they took advantage of Iowa not being able to get back on defense and their lack of athleticism. And I've been telling you the whole time, Iowa struggles with teams that have athletic wings. And Livers and Smith and uh, Wagner, that's a team with a ton of athleticism on the outside plus the big kid in the middle. Did you see that first three coming out of the second? Yeah. The second half that Livers shot? Mm-hmm. He's great. I think Livers is a tremendous player. Was just, I mean, I sat there in awe. The, uh, the, the Hawkeyes were taken out of their offense. Big time. And I want to play some, some Mad Fran. All right, Iowa fan, you're going to love this. This is great. All right, so this was the first, I listened to the press conference last night. This was the first question asked to Fran McCaffrey after Iowa lost to Michigan. Yeah, Fran, I, I don't think we've ever seen your team of yours go 
21 baskets, only four assists. I guess what, what led to that uh, kind of dysfunction on offense tonight? It wasn't dysfunction. Yes, it was. That's it. That is it. That was the entire answer. That's that all you get. So the press conference goes on. Fran's giving short answers. Fran's not happy. It's mad Fran. And then somebody asks the question in a different way as he's getting done. Yeah, Fran, I'm just wondering what Michigan did defensively. You guys had an unusually low assist total. Were they forcing you guys to drive a lot more? What, what exactly did they do? That question's been asked and answered. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and that was it. And the thing is, they sit there because the, the sports SID is sitting there waiting for Fran to answer the question. Then he'll call on. He'll say, all right, Mike Wick at 1350, go ahead. Or blah, blah, blah from the Des Moines Register. Or J.D. Justice, you ask your question. And their pause there is ridiculously long. And then all of a sudden it says, any more questions? <laughs> it was great. And then they brought in Luca, and Luca was in a down mood, and they brought in everybody else. But, I, I mean, Fran's great. When Fran is in a bad mood, that's my favorite Fran McCaffrey. You really are a smart guy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, the, Fran's got to stop with, that's pouting to me. Oh, yeah, he's in a bad mood. Okay, you're in a bad mood. How dare, a, no, it's, it's a, I'm the smartest man in the room. How dare you ask that question of me? I'm the head coach of this team. You're a reporter. You're dumb. I'm smart. You're an idiot. He just asked a basic, simple question. Hear it again. Play the first one again. Play, you have the, play the, the first mad, one again. Mad Fran 1 is bad what it's labeled. One. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's so funny because... Yeah, here, here we go. I got it. Yeah, Fran, I, I don't think we've ever seen a, your team of yours go... 21 baskets, only four assists. I guess what, what led to that uh, kind of dysfunction on offense tonight? It wasn't dysfunction. Oh, what, what was it? It then? was dysfunction. You know why it was? Because that is the 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 uh, the Hawkeyes' offense has one of the best assist to field goal ratios in college basketball. They are the most efficient offense according to the Ken Palm rankings. The most efficient offense in the entire country. Michigan blew you up. What? happened why was there so much dysfunction there wasn't dysfunction then what in the hell was it he's explain not going to answer it, it. explain he's it sitting there pouting with his lip out and, and you know i i, I think we'd be remiss too if we didn't talk about what happens if iowa doesn't get to a sweet 16 it's not like fran's going anywhere no it's but... not like fran's going anywhere the expectation is here it's not here this isn't duke this isn't kentucky this isn't any this is iowa it's a football school that plays baseball. It's a football. It's football first, wrestling second. Then, then it gets to hoops. That's that's probably the order that the uh, you know <laughs> over at Iowa in terms of expectation. Well, the expectation for wrestling is to win a national championship. The expectation for Iowa get to the Rose Bowl. The expectation for Iowa basketball. Yeah, make the tournament. Yeah, make the tournament. That's your expectation. Are you kidding me? Unacceptable when you've got players like that. He has got a very, very good team. His class, the class is good, too, next year. I mean, these, some of these guys are gone. You can come back for an extra year because of COVID or whatever. Garza's gone. Wieskamp's gone. Bo Bohannon's gone. Uh, but they've got some nice players. Nunji, who hurt his knee last night, which sucked. Yeah, especially going to the tournament. Uh, yeah, that dude was a big piece, too. He's, he should be back. Maybe. We don't know about the injury. they got some decent pieces coming back and next maybe, year. Maybe that's the answer that he wanted to give was, I couldn't take the pressure off of Garza because I didn't have Nunji. See, then, then if he says that, then he looks like he's throwing an injured kid under the bus. And I don't think that's fair to Nunji. And I don't no, think Fran won. And I don't think it is. It's, you can say it in my mind, but it would be, there would be some people within the, uh, within the university that would probably be upset with that. But I'm not saying it, but he's not saying it because he's injured. He's just saying we lost him and the guys did their best, but obviously they got outplayed. They did. They got, so, they got their ass kicked. Why didn't, they, why didn't he just say that? You can't say that. See, he, that's he, the he, thing he that bothers that. me the most as a coach. You can say it in the pros. You can't say it in college because you're talking about 18, 19, 21-year-old, air quote, kids. Yeah. You can't say it in college. You can say it in the pros. I mean, how many football coaches, and I know we're late for a break, but oh, how many yeah. NFL coaches say, well, we got our ass kicked tonight? We got our tail kicked up and down that field, and it's it's it starts with me, and it's on all of us. Mm -hmm. They say uh, coach NFL coaches say they that do. all the time. Oh, NBA, yeah. NBA coaches say that. Nope. College, mm, 
if you don't hear a ton of criticism of players or anything on college broadcasts as opposed to the NFL, you don't, you don't just because they're kids, allegedly kids. Uh, yeah, they're student athletes, JD. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. I've heard that before. I have. Yeah. All right, coming up, uh, we are, will talk with the voice of the Drake Bulldogs. Michael Admire is going to join us at 445. Straight ahead, though, have you seen how goofy the NCAA tournament is going to be this year? It's all in Indiana, and it's not like what you are used to. I'll explain next. This is Wicket's World. Coming up in about 10 minutes from right now here on Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Thanks for being here on a Friday on 1350 ESPN. Michael Admire, the voice of the Drake Bulldogs, will join us. Drake and Bradley tonight. Coverage starts at 5.30, tip at 6. And then they'll play again tomorrow, same time, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock here on 1350. Um, I have to tell you, J.D., I don't know if, if I missed this, which is obviously a possibility, but do you realize when the NCAA tournament games are going to be played this year? The schedule is goofy. I did miss the times on this, and this is something you were asking me earlier, and I'm like, you know, I didn't even read about that because you're so naturally, you're just ready for prime time. Maybe I'm a curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting old, and I don't like things to change. But in my, when I was growing up, in my day, the first games were Thursday, Friday. The next games were Saturday, Sunday. Right? That's how you remember the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. And then they, they had uh, two more conferences qualify, so it became a round of 68. And they had the first four games on that Wednesday, right? Like there was the Wednesday games, the playing games from Dayton. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This year, I don't know if you know this, but the playing games are on a Thursday. They're not on a Wednesday. So you have Selection Sunday, off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The first games are, I'm sorry, the play-in games are that Thursday, March 18th. The real first round of the NCAA tournament is Friday, Saturday. Not Thursday, Friday. It's Friday, Saturday. The play-in games. No, no, no. no. Okay, J.D., follow me. I'm following. The play-in games are on a Thursday. The real round one games that are normally Thursday, Friday, the best two days of sports of the entire year, yeah. are Friday, Saturday. Then the round of 32 are Sunday, Monday. Well, they shifted it all a day. Are they finding that is because people are working more from home during the COVID thing and that's what they found research-wise that would work best? I have no, I have been searching for a reason for a week. There's my thought. I have no idea why this is happening. It bothers me. And then it gets even worse. The following week, the Sweet 16 is usually Thursday, Friday. The Elite Eight is Saturday, Sunday. Yes. This year, the Sweet 16 starts Saturday the 27th, and then Sunday is the second half of the Sweet 16. The Elite Eight games are Monday, Tuesday. What is happening to my tournament? What is Indiana? We're all because every game is being played in the state of Indiana. They're being played at uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, whatever that is. Lucas Oil Stadium will have the big ones, the Final Four, Assembly Hall in Bloomington. They're playing games at, at Indiana's on Indiana's campus. Mm-hmm. Why is the Final Four and Championship are normally and are being played as normal on Saturday and Monday? Okay. But what is happening to my NCAA tournament? Everything is getting shifted. I mean, I don't have a real job. I stay at home but with my kids. So basically, it's like, ah, fine, whatever. It doesn't really bother me all that much. But I don't like this one bit. Get off my lawn, J.D. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. It doesn't. It's not what we're used to, no. But there no. is a reason. We don't know why. Does anybody, if anybody knows and is watching us on Facebook and can tell me or can hit me up on Twitter, at Mike Wicket or at ESPN DSM, please do, because it really bothers me. Because the, I mean, not like, because before when I was a working man, when I had a, a talk job on, on different radio stations, get off the air, go to a bar, wake up the next day hungover, go to a bar, and then the, they're the two best days of the year, that Thursday and Friday. The fact that they now start Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Monday, that, I mean, it tells me bars are going to be really packed on Sundays, on that Sunday. And, and on a Monday? Like, is it a TV ratings thing? Does CBS want to make sure everybody watches that show Clarice 
or the new Queen Latifah show? Like, what What are we doing here? You got me on this one. I, I really don't know. Uh, my guess is, and this is just coming from the programming side of radio. Are the Oscars on? Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's coming from my, my programming side is they probably did numbers and research and felt that, hey, you know what? More people are home working on Monday and Tuesday from home. So guess what? Let's make sure we have some of our best games while people are working from home. Yada, yada. Yeah, but I'll be at home on Sunday. Well, I know. I'll be at home Saturday and that. Sunday. But, but the ratings are, you know, this the, the it's that Nielsen... Something's got to be on TV at that time. Like, what's oh, on sure. CBS on TV at that time that CBS on that, that will air on Wednesday? Like, what's on Wednesdays on CBS that has to be on TV? Or on, on Thursdays, they're like, ah, we don't care about that whatsoever. What What is possibly more important to CBS... And the NCAA, then the big dance. The, nothing. 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 Absolutely I nothing. I mean, the NFL and the NCAA tournament, and I'm going to bet, like, some... The Big Bang Theory is not on anymore, is it? I don't know. I never watched the show. Or two men in a well, truck. Well, the reruns are a, on for the Big Bang Theory. But, but are they on CBS? Are no, they, you find them all over the place now. I mean, I don't know anybody who really watches CBS outside of NFL football or the NCAA tournament. I think you, and, you know what? I was thinking about this. And these games are going to be on TNT and True TV and, you know, okay. the, the, the networks that nobody knows. Where, nobody, I have no Every year, the same joke. This is the time of year I learn what channel True TV is on my cable. Right. I have no idea. Could be that they've got this whole new game show Thursday night thing going on, and they want to make sure that uh, you what? Know, nothing runs against what? that. Yeah. That's, that could be the problem. You know, uh, Wheel if, of Fortune, Celebrity, Wheel of Fortune, uh, The Chase. What? What? The Hustler. <laughs> uh, it's, just bo- it's been bothering me all week, and I want someone to tell me why my NCAA tournament is being shifted to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then the Sweet 16 is Saturday, Sunday, and the Elite Eight is Monday, Tuesday. Maybe Admire knows. My Admire might Admire know. might know. Admire knows a lot. We're going to uh, come back and talk with the voice of the Drake Bulldogs. What a week it has been. Uh, for Darren DeVries and the Drake Bulldogs. Sweet. Speaking of which, can I read this comment from Nicholas? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he says, Wicket, yeah. Drake might have Hempfield back for conference tourney. I think you said he wouldn't at all, but no. there is a chance he will be back in time. They said four weeks after the surgery, which was 10, 15 day, 10 12 days ago, four weeks to the day will be the first week of the NCAA tournament. So unless Drake was lying or Hempfield has magical healing powers like the Wolverine... <laughs> All right. He's not going to be back for the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. I will say that the Almighty Register just did something on his healing process. Mm-hmm. And that he's made considerable well, progress. Good. Good. Well, I, and, and I can talk for... I'd love to I talk. Know you can. Because to me, does Tank Hemphill improve their NCAA tournament seed by coming back and rushing it? Or taking an extra five days should they get bounced in the first or second round? Does it really matter? Are they a 10 seed or a 12 seed? When it comes to Drake basketball, anything really matters right now. And when it comes to Drake basketball, we go to the man who is at every game, the voice of the Bulldogs, Michael Admire, joins us next on 1350 ESPN. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. This is Wicket's World on Des Moines, 1350 ESPN. Thirteen fifty ESPN. My name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. Coming up at five thirty, coverage of the Drake Bulldogs and Bradley. The Bra- are they still the Braves? Do we know? Is Bradley still the Braves, or do they have to uh, change mascots? You know, that's a good question because yep. uh, this day and age, everything's getting changed. I understand they are still the Bradley Braves. And joining us from the beautiful hotspot of Peoria, Illinois. The, at the home of the Bradley Braves, he is the voice of the Drake Bulldogs. Michael Admire is with us. Michael, thank you so much for the time. How is beautiful Peoria? Mike, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I wish I could give you this great description <laughs> of uh, being in Peoria, but I, we're, we're calling games remotely this season, uh, the road game. So I am 
in the nap center right now looking oh. down at the volleyball team practicing. We've got our rowing squad in here. But we do have a good uh, good setup. The TVs are rolling. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting how, season in that sense. How has that been for you, by the way? Because I know that everybody's doing it, and I don't know why I had a, a, a forgetful moment there. But, I got, you know, Dick Vitale and company on ESPN yeah. were not there in the Chrysler Center in Ann Arbor. What's that been like for you? How long did it take for you to get used to not being in the gym? Well, and when you were listening to the game last week, our last road mm-hmm. game at Northern Iowa, we were in the house. So maybe that was maybe that was it. You're uh, just throwing me all <laughs> kinds of curveballs, Michael. That's really what it is. Yeah, it was it was just that one game we were able to go on the road, yeah. which felt awesome uh, because it, it is hard. It, it's hard to uh, find that energy uh, when when you're not there. Uh, it's especially as like a play-by-play guy, and uh, I'm not you know. I'm not really new, or I'm uh, pretty new to this uh, as well. So, you know, my first two years calling play-by-play, I'm just kind of learning my rhythm and learning the whole system and sure. how, how it all goes. And, and then year three, uh, you're calling everything remotely. And we also don't have, uh, typically we don't have, like, the natural audio from the arena. So that's, like, another thing. It's just, like, <laughs> your, your mind and your your ears aren't matching. And yeah, there there's some things that are goofy about it. But, you know, we're just uh, we're thankful to be, you know, calling these games and just being in this situation and uh, trying to enjoy this ride as, as much as we can. Voice of the Drake Bulldogs, Michael Admire, joining me here on 1350 ESPN. I'm Mike Wickett. Michael, uh, you guys have had a heck of a week. What is the mood of this team right now, losing Hemphill about two weeks ago to lose Roman Penn, but still have an opportunity for the second Missouri Valley Conference regular season title within your grasp? Yeah, I think this team's locked in. Uh, they're, they're motivated to go into Peoria, win two games, and you know, clinch the conference championship and, and that one seat at the tournament next week. Uh, these guys have been through adversity before. I mean, year one, Nick Norton goes down. Year two, Tramel Murphy goes down. Uh, arg- arguably, each year, two of their best players uh, injured for most of the season uh coming into the off season liam robbins transfers so you got to find a way to replace him and then uh you go through covid there's that three-week shutdown i mean all these things have stacked against this team but through it all coach devries just brings that steadying presence uh to the to the staff to the players and they feed off of that and, and this is a resilient bunch um yeah i, I talked to dj wilkins uh, just yesterday, as as they were kind of wrapping up practice, I was, you know, what is, where's your mind at right now without Roman and and Tank? And uh, they're so weathered, they're so, you know, tough minded. He's like, hey, we still have Tramel, we still have Brody, we have Joe, we've got the guys that we need to win a conference championship. What's great is that you didn't hear the head coach say it's not dysfunctional. <laughs> that was the that was the other head coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, you know what I the, the the contrast in reaction to the two injuries to me was was a a thing of beauty because when tank went down it was well we don't know we don't know i mean i i emailed your office michael the day after i said do we have any update on tank and the response was no not yet we're waiting it didn't take them long to determine that roman was not coming back what was the difference in coach DeVries' demeanor do you think hearing delivering and reacting to that news i mean i think it's uh the same way uh you know for both of those injuries it's it's a tough injury. You feel bad for both those guys, but uh, both, you know, 23 and two. You, you still have uh, a, a bid for the Missouri or for the uh, for our, or gosh for the NCAA tournament still on the line. You can still win a conference championship, so you, you got to go with what you got. Uh, so I think his demeanor has has been the same. Do you think this team gets and and, and you know we we don't know what's going to happen tonight. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But do you think that regardless of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, if they get there at 23-2 and two to the Valley Tournament, is this an NCAA Tournament team? I mean, I think there's no doubt this is an NCAA Tournament team. Uh, right, yeah, right now, 23-2 and two overall. If you, uh, even if it's one win, uh, you'd like to go get two wins, so you're, you're the, the champion of the conference uh, at 25-2. and two. But, uh, I mean, this team, all along the way, they've, they've showed – that they have depth. Uh, they've showed that gritty toughness. They've played a lot of games, five and one. Uh, you know, everybody talks about you know quad one net rankings, all that stuff. This team's five and one against 
uh, quad one and quad two teams, which is the uh, fifth best win percentage in the country. So, I mean, th- they keep proving along the way. And if you just watch this team, they, they find ways to win each night. And, uh, I mean, they, they've, they have the wins. They have some of those X factors. I think this is a team, especially in a year like this, uh, this is a team that absolutely deserves to be in the tournament. What's Joe Yesifu been like to hang out with, to talk to? What was what was it like after he dropped 32 on Sunday, comes back the next day and drops 36? Well, uh, Joe is listed as at six foot in the program, but uh, man, he, he was walking now. around Come campus. On now. Like How he was, tall is like, he really? <laughs> well, I was saying he, he's walking around campus like he's seven foot tall. Wow, <laughs> maybe eight foot tall. This week. He's, he's just he's just so confident. But if if you know Joe, he, he's a quiet guy. So yes, you can see the confidence and and uh, when he's on the basketball court. But when you talk to him, you know, face to face. Uh, he's he's the same guy, and one of the things that I I just love, and I think this encapsulates this entire team, is Sunday he goes for a career high 30 points, but his his mentor, if you will, uh, one of his brothers, goes down with an injury, and we asked him, you know, what's your mindset going into tomorrow? Are, are you ready to take on the starting role if, if Roman's out? And he's like, you know, my my mindset going into uh, tomorrow and into tonight is just to pray for for my brother Roman and make sure that he's okay. And that's, I mean, that's just the whole mindset of this team. So, uh, yes, where he's, he's feeling pretty good. He's, you know, co-Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Week, uh, all those things. Uh, scored more points than anybody in, in a single game in the conference uh, this season. So I, I know he's feeling good, and hopefully that confidence uh, continues on this weekend. You know what I like when I watch Drake uh, all, you know, even before the injuries, but with Tank, with Roman, with Yasifu having, having a big week. You know, some teams in college basketball, <laughs> Iowa, if they're not shooting well from the outside, they can't win games. Drake seems to me to be one of those teams, they can beat you in a half court. They can beat you if they're, if they're hitting from the outside. But if not, they got the big kid, the freshman in the middle. I mean, Drake is a multiple team to me, it feels like. Yeah, and that's been the strength of this team all season. And even though the, the depth has started to whittle away, that you don't have as many players uh, that can score or can wear on you throughout a weekend like uh, – we were doing on you know earlier in the season, but you know they're shooting 50% from the field, uh, shooting 37 plus percent from beyond the arc. So yeah, if the shots aren't falling, uh, they can go inside and uh, you know get a quick two. You you uh, go one on one with uh, Joe, or you find uh, Garrett back cutting, or you can kick it into to the corner to Tremel or DJ. Uh, you have Darnell Brody that can post up. I mean, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Just how on any given night, uh, any guy can be your leading scorer, and that continues to play out uh, throughout these uh, you know 25 games so far. Talk with Michael Admire, the voice of the Drake Bulldogs, coming up 5:30 for the pregame, six o'clock tip today and tomorrow. Uh, I guess it's a blessing because Peoria sucks to be in. So I'm glad that you have a comfortable seat for this one. Michael, thank you so much for the time, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, Good luck with the broadcast tonight. Thanks, guys. Mike, J.D., appreciate it. He is uh, Michael Admire. You can follow him on Twitter at Admire underscore on air. 5.30 for the pregame. And so we're going to have another half hour. We get to go from now until 5.30. And then uh, tomorrow, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock tip as well. New territory for Mr. Wicket. I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. By the way, Bradley is uh, 5-11 and 11 in conference play, 11-14 and 14 on the year. Drake, 23-2 and two on the year, 14-2 and two in the conference. And I do think if they, if they get both of these, look, if you lose two to Bradley before the Missouri Valley Conference, I don't think they will, but we'll see. Uh, the committee might look at you a little bit different at 23 and 4 than they will at 25 and 2. Take care of business, get to St. Louis next week. That that game by the way coming up 5:30. Uh and I didn't realize. I totally spaced. I'm like, "What are you doing in Peoria?" Oh, I'm not in Peoria. You knew better than that. <laughs> you really right? are a smart guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh bonus half hour coming up next. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook. Get the latest local sports news at endesmoines.com. This is Wicket's World on Des Moines 1350 ESPN. Mike, it is uh, 5.05, and we do not have anything scheduled here as far as music that, like, brings no. you back in. We need to work on that. We do need well, to work on that. This is a bonus that. half hour. The, that's why. <laughs> I was expecting the I'm big dramatic open that yeah. we produced to play and... Wish, right. I could, wish I could help you. And we're back. <laughs> it is 5.05 on 1350 ESPN. Mike Wicket with you. This is Wicket's World.
Uh, JD is on the other side, and uh, we are taking you. Normally, we are on four to five. If you're just getting in your car and you're like, "Who is this guy talking?" I don't normally hear him at five o'clock on Fridays. Uh, we are normally on four to five, but because Drake is coming up at five thirty, the powers that be around here said, "Why don't you guys just take it up until five thirty, and then you hand it off to Drake Basketball, and uh, you know, works out really well, which is great, which is fantastic." Uh, have you? I know what a big NFL fan you are, JD. Oh yeah. And we talked a little bit about this at, just for a little bit last week about the NFL is becoming a little bit like the NBA, where if a player is unhappy, they force themselves out of whatever their situation is. And obviously the big name is Deshaun Watson. But Russell Wilson is for some reason in the news. Now, Russell, you know, really... I like you, I don't like you, but I kind of like you, or I don't want to break up with you, but if you want to break up with me, I, I'll, I'll break up, but only on these terms. Um, Russell Wilson, in an er- interview, didn't say he wants out of the Seattle Seahawks or away from Seattle, but just in case there was a trade on the table, Wilson said in the interview that he would play for Dallas, New Orleans, the Raiders, and the Chicago Bears. Okay, Bears don't make a ton of sense, but whatever. I was going to say, wait, the Bears? According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade. This according to his agent, Mark Rogers. Rogers said that Wilson has told the Seahawks that he wants to play in Seattle. But if a trade were considered, the only teams he would go to are the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Not 100% sure why the Bears... Unless he just wants yeah. to be in Chicago. If, if, if I'm a Chicago manager right oh now, my God. that phone's ringing. <laughs> Who do you want? What do you want? I'll get him. I want him. I don't care. I mean, being a you a Packer, me a Viking fan, we don't want Russell no. Wilson in Chicago. Listen, of all those teams, send him to Vegas. Please. Get him in the AFC. Please. I mean, good Lord. Imagine how good the AFC West will be with Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. Right. And, and there are rumors of Deshaun Watson to Denver. And, I mean, throw that guy. I mean, what a, what a juggernaut of, of a division that would be. Who else could pop up that's not happy at quarterback right now? Who, who else could pop up there? Don't know. I don't know. Um, here's my problem with guys like that, though. If, if, let's say, you are Deshaun Watson and you want out, and from everything we are hearing, Deshaun Watson is done, will not play for Houston. Yeah, Not that they, they don't want him to. They desperately want him to. He walked away from the table yesterday yes. saying, we're done. Which is nuts. But if you are a team, and, and the last I heard, this is insane. The Houston Texans want four first-rounders for Deshaun Watson. The problem with a, a ransom like that, and I don't know if the Seahawks have any actual interest in trading Russell Wilson. But if they do, you know it's going to be for several first-round picks, first-round, you know, maybe two twos or two ones and two twos or whatever. The problem is, Houston right now, and just talk about Watson here for a second, Houston right now is devoid of talent. They don't have any. All right, you have a busted old running back. You don't know what Will Fuller's status is going to be. Usually he's not healthy. The one year he, one year he is healthy and great, he gets busted for steroids. Uh, you know, you shipped out DeAndre Hopkins. You got a coaching change. Deshaun Watson is looking around like, this ain't it. Because there's no talent. And they traded away so many picks. They don't have, I don't think they have a first-round draft pick this year. And they traded away a bunch. Laramie Tunsil cost them a ton in draft capital. So Watson's like, I want out. And that's fine. Because that's the way things go in the NBA, and that's the way things are going in the, in, the, in the NFL these days. But if you'd say trade Deshaun Watson to the Jets, and the Jets have to give up three ones and two twos, isn't Deshaun Watson back in the same position that he is in right now in Houston at a roster that is 2-14 good with not a lot of draft capital? for this draft, the next draft, or the draft after that? Like, won't he be in just a colder version of Houston if it were to be that situation? Absolutely. I mean, okay, I, I want everybody... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retro back here to 1989. Here we go. The Great Train Robbery. Oh, yeah. 
For years, people learned from Mike Lynn's tragedy of the Great Train robbery. The Herschel Walker train? The Herschel Walker train. train, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, the Saints did it, too, with Ricky Williams a decade later. Right. Now, all of a sudden, dumb teams are doing this again. It's like, guys, whoa, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. You're, 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 you're taking away your future for one guy. I, if, uh, the most I would give up for Deshaun Watson is two first-rounders. End of list. I'm not giving up two twos and a, or two ones and a two and a three and a four. It's two ones. The Chiefs sacrificed a first-round pick to move up to draft Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. All right? Worked out well. It sure did. Worked out well. I don't think anybody expected this out of Mahomes. But if I am the if I am any team that wants Watson, and Watson is great, top five quarterback in the NFL, I think he's gonna be that good for a decade. And I have told you, I would trade Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love right now to the Houston Texans to bring in Deshaun Watson. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea how good Love is gonna be. But I know Rodgers has two or three great years left. He's thirty seven. All right. Well, wait a minute. You Not know, everybody's Brady. Uh, come on, he could be pretty close to it, though. Not everybody's Brady. I, I know. I love Rodgers. I do. They've obviously made a decision that he's not going to be the long-term answer, which is fine. He's 36, 37. But if I can get Deshaun Watson, if I send off Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, I'm doing it. Because I have my quarterbacks, right, my 10-year quarterback right there. Now, it's an expensive 10-year quarterback, but what great quarterback isn't expensive? Would he go to Green Bay? Would Watson? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. That's a good question. I mean, it's a, it's a place built to win right now. It is a, it's an organization that has had really no falter for the last 30 years. The majority. <laughs> the 30 most, seasons yes, of success. They have. Because yeah. you've been lucky enough to yeah. have two mm-hmm. Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yep. And I'm telling you, man, they say defense wins Super Bowls. Yeah. You can't get there without having a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm sorry. No. I mean, Garoppolo. Garoppolo um, got, but that defense carried San Francisco sure in their did. running game. Sure did. But that's the outlier. It really is the outlier. Yeah. I mean, Brady was fantastic. Mahomes is fantastic. You know, last year it was Mahomes and Garoppolo. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady before that, Brady before that, Brady before that. Brady, <laughs> Brady, before Brady, that. Brady, Brady. But if yeah. you're one of these teams that's interested in Watson and you're going to bite at four first-round picks or three ones and a couple of middle-round picks, mm-hmm. you're going to get to a point where you're just like Houston, where you don't have talent to build around your top-five quarterback. It's insane that teams are even contemplating doing this. Final segment coming up. Drake basketball starts at 5.30 with the pregame coverage. This is Wicket's World. You're listening to Wicket's World on Des Moines, 1350 ESPN. Final segment, Wicket's World. Coming up, we've got uh, Drake basketball. They'll be uh, taking on Bradley in Peoria. Michael Admire has the pregame for you at 5.30. Tip-off at 6. Drake 23-2. and two. Uh, final two regular season games of the year tonight and tomorrow. And then the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament is uh, starting March 4th, whatever that date is. I <laughs> don't remember. Uh, so, J.D., I want to play a little trivia with you. All right, let's do it. There have been hundreds of NFL quarterbacks who have started at least 50 games in the National Football League. Hundreds, like 300 of them. Only one has never thrown a pick six in his career. A pick six. Hundreds of quarterbacks have started 50 games or more since the NFL merger. All right? Only one has never thrown a pick six. Can you give me a... a, He is active. He's active. He is active. Active quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know for a fact it's not Kirk Cousins. It is not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it okay, is I'm going to throw it out there. You're a Packer fan. Yeah. See, I've seen this. I, I think this is wrong anyway, but Aaron Rodgers. No, he threw one against, uh, he yeah. I think he threw He's one good. this year against Tampa Bay. He did. In the he first did. time they played. Okay, nope. I'm, nope. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say Tom Brady. It is not Tom Brady. It is Mitch Trubisky. Are you serious? Mitchell Trubisky. I found this from NFL on CBS on Twitter. He's the only quarterback in the history of the National Football League to start 50 games and never throw a pick six. 
That is the most surprising stat in the history of sports. Which team out there has played the most playoff <laughs> games and never won a Super Bowl? Uh, that would be your Vikings. You that go. would be your Vikings. There you go. I think you're downplaying the significance of the <laughs> no, trash that is Mitch Trubisky. I, I'm not downplaying that. I, Although, I think that's an amazing stat. I will tell you, I will tell you this. Uh, Trubisky last year in the, the final, the Bears, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they backed their way into the playoffs. They had a losing record or whatever. I think 9-7, and 8-8, seven, 7-9, eight and eight, seven and whatever they were. They were 8-8, eight eight, I think. They got in the playoffs. The Bears actually played decent down the stretch last year because their offensive line was actually healthy. And I played, I feel like, in fantasy football, I feel like I played against David Montgomery every single week, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I seem to get crushed by him every single week in some fantasy league I was in. David Montgomery was the best NFL running back in December. He was the best. I mean, he had monster games, monster carries, monster yards. The Bears, if they are going to stick with Trubisky, and this goes back to the Russell Wilson conversation, if the Bears are going to stick with Trubisky, who wasn't terrible down the stretch last year, wasn't great, they can invest elsewhere, but that might be a team to look out for. I don't think they're sticking with Trubisky I in the long run. I don't think they can, no. right? No. He's been such a disaster. Yeah. It seems like every time he plays the Vikings, though, or even the Packers, for that matter, he does something. That's special. No, no. I mean, he, was, he threw. A, I think he threw a pick, a, a, a pick at some point in the game against Green Bay this year. I can't remember. They're all running together. No, oh, they do. They are all running together. So yeah, I just I, I saw that stat this week, and I'm like, man, we I got to bring that up. It's a huge but if, stat. If they do deal Russell Wilson out of Seattle, and I, and again, his his teams of choice are the Raiders, the Bears, the Saints. And the Dallas Cowboys. Raiders, please. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Raiders. I'm fine Raiders. with that. Yes. I'm, I'm okay if he goes to the Raiders. Get him the hell out of the, uh, the NFC. But think about each, all four of those. You know, if he does go to the Raiders, John Gruden with Russell Wilson, Oof-da. that'd be kind of interesting. Oof-da. Be kinda, I mean, are you, do you think Gruden's overrated? I thought that. But the guy has won a Super Bowl. Uh, he won a Super Bowl against the team he used to coach, so he knew a few things about that Raider organization. Just a tad, yeah. yeah just, just a couple of things. But, I mean, they've got talent at the wide receiver. They've got talent at the, the tight end spot in Waller. They've got a good running back in Jacobs. They can shore up some defensive line issues. I think Carr is, is pretty good, but Russell Wilson is an obvious upgrade. If, if he goes to the Saints... I mean, you think he loved checking down to Chris Carson and, and the tight ends. All Michael Thomas does is run six-yard slants. He's going to love that. Or checking down to Alvin Kamara all day, throwing to Jared Cook. I mean, that would be, because I believe Drew Brees will be done. I've said that to you. In a month, I think it's over. I think he announces his retirement. He gave a date, didn't he? I think he did, sometime in March. But if he goes to the Saints... That would be a, tr- I mean, all of a sudden, New Orleans becomes the favorite in the NFC. Oh, definitely. I think New Orleans becomes the favorite in the NFC. If he goes to the Cowboys, he put up video game numbers in McCarthy's offense with those guys, just like Dak. Is he a tremendous upgrade over Dak Prescott? Yes. Dak throws for 400 yards a game. And, and, but his injury is, you know, when his leg was sideways and how bad you felt for him there. Um, I'm going to throw this out at you, though. Yeah. Kirk Cousins can throw for three to four hundred again. And nobody right. believes in him. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> but but here's the reason why we don't believe in him is that clutch thing. Yeah, and Russell and, Wilson and, is clutch. And eighty four million dollars, hundred million dollars guaranteed. I mean, yeah. that's insane. Absolutely insane. But if he were to go to the Cowboys, I don't know if the Cowboys get much better in terms of their offense. I mean, I, th- I think Mike McCarthy is wasting Zeke Elliott over there. And then if he goes to the Bears, personally, Ugh. as a Packers fan, I would be very upset with that because I hate Russell Wilson Darn. because he always wins. Does. He's voodoo magic. He always does the right thing. Right when you think your, your defensive tackles are going to get to him, he slips out and he picks up not 10 or, or 12 yards. It's always a 40-yard run because everybody is downfield. Yep. And nobody can get to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Anyone who has a, their favorite team in the NFC with us in yeah. the Central, yeah, 
north. Or the north. Or the north. Excuse me, it's the north. <laughs> like, there's a, that shows you my age. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, but anybody with a favorite team in the north yeah. knows they don't want to play Russell oh. Wilson at all. Get him to Oakland or Las up. Vegas or wherever the Raiders are these days. I, I would not want to see it. But bottom line between Deshaun, I, I don't know where Deshaun Watson's going to wind up. I would bet dollars to donuts. I'm not a gambling man per se on things like this, but if I were to uh, go to DraftKings and use my promo code KRNT, DraftKings.com, America's favorite sportsbook app, uh, if I were to bet, I don't think you can bet on this there. Mm-mm. I think Russell Wilson is still the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. I don't know where Deshaun Watson plays. Um, I have no idea. Can I be honest about that whole thing? Yeah. I am sick and tired of the big crybabies. What do you mean? You signed, you signed your big contract. Nah, the see, why are you bringing this up now at five? We got 90 seconds Sorry, left. I can't help it. It's just 90 time seconds left. And, I know and that, you're, I, because I knew you would go off and, on it, and, and I knew it. I, that's why I was waiting, because I was like, I'm not going to let him do it. I'm going to hold it, because he can't, he can't go off. I'm just telling you. 90 player. seconds left, player. and you want to talk player. about how wa- players are crybabies. Players. You ever been involved in you ever, you ever been at a job where you knew everything was burning down around you? Sure. You're going to stick with that job? I was getting paid $90 million. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. The million-dollar man is right. Everybody has a price. <laughs> Everybody has, has a price. Hey, uh, we are going to get out of here. Uh, coming up, Michael Admire takes you up to the, uh, the tip-off of Drake and Bradley. Five minutes from now, pregame coverage starts 6 o'clock tip. Then they're going to do it again coming up tomorrow, uh, 5.30 for the pregame and the 6 o'clock tip. And uh, my thanks to Michael for coming on the show today. We will be back. Do we have a full show next week? Have you looked at the schedule? You know what? I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah. You know, we, Danny, so, do you know, do you know Danny, anything next Friday? Danny doesn't know Danny either. Has no yeah. idea. <laughs> we may have a 30-minute show. We might have a 60-minute show. He's like us. He just shows up. We <laughs> might have a podcast-only show next week. We have no idea. Follow us on Twitter at ESPNDSM. Uh, thank you so much for checking out the show today. For JD, my name is Mike Wicked. This has been Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN Des Moines.